0: Dude. We're approaching week seven of quarantine. Yeah. How you feeling? You feeling isolated enough?
1: I'm feeling pretty isolated. I'm doing all right. Yeah. You know, we got, yeah. we got the internet. We got other stuff, but it's weird. It's, it's getting uh, to be a new normal now. It's not seeming like something special. Now it's just like a grind. And I'm sure there's a lot of NHL players that feel the same way. It must be really weird for it to be late april and no playoffs are playing other than the lockout i mean it's been what the second time in a hundred years or something
0: i mean fortunately we're healthy yes and that we're not dealing with bigger problems but I, i i was making the same comment earlier this week that you know it's odd that how you just sort of get in a routine right and now this is just sort of what you do yeah. like, like you're just doing it like you're just home all the time and that like when you go to the store people are being super freaking weird and like uh you have uh, happy hours with your friends on zoom and instead of actually seeing them in person very strange yeah but also um i've just kind of gotten oddly used to it saying you know usually we recorded a certain time on on Sunday nights, and, you know, we were, you know, kind of aiming for that time, I think, you know, and and I said, dude, like, usually Maddie, my daughter, is sleeping by then, but now she's, like, full-on raging, still, like, late at night. She sleeps in, her schedule's all quarantined out, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's like, oh, if we try and record when we normally do, she's never going to go to bed.
1: You guys, are, she'll you guys go- are still throwing dice, having an arm wrestling Oh, contest. yeah,
0: still... Yeah, we were gonna we were gonna crack open the Monopoly game again today, but you know we had a good like five hour Monopoly game going on a couple weeks ago. But uh, no, we, we you know, we're doing some Xbox, dude. We been outside. She puts her uh, bathing suit on and her lays out her towel in the driveway and uh, reads a book. All you can do. It's all you can you do. Know, you can we've do. Got, we got the hose uh, going. Uh, she's got her birthday. What does your wife uh, say about that? Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> sorry. Um,
1: he <laughs> said you had the hose going, dude. Sorry, yeah. You know Snoop Dogg video there for a second. Uh,
0: I've got about three different jokes that I'd like to say
1: right now, but I'm going to stop. I know. I yeah. I'm now I'm thinking twice about making that original one, but we we should move on uh, to hockey because there are a few things to talk about. There's been some, you know, thanks to Kevin Kurz for providing us with yet more content. There's a fan survey that we are going to answer this week, and we're going to talk about the results and also there's been a tiny bit of of rumblings about how the NHL might deal with this situation how they might come back um you know certainly everything is still very unknown at this point and and none of the major sports uh with the exception of the NFL draft which you know for me i say who cares but you know it's no one has really come out and saying this is how we're going to proceed with either making games or canceling things or moving things or trying to do something so yeah the only uh there's very few sporting events major sporting events going on anywhere in the world right now which is just so weird um yeah but we still have hockey to talk about dude where do you want to start do you want maybe we should start with the let's let's do flip-flop and let's start with the general nhl news just for those hockey fans that are so starved for hockey what what is in the news about the nhl coming back dude and what
0: plans are out there well, Bettman, uh, Gary Bettman, the commissioner, was uh, interviewed this last week, and you know, sort of talked about various uh, plans or scenarios without being committed to any of them. But you know, said that they, they have discussed a uh, plan to resume the regular season in four different locations. Uh, you know, uh, playing uh, in cities that are not hotspots. You know, areas that were floated were places like Carolina or Minnesota. Uh, you know, playing in one arena, maybe three games a day, uh, you know, to finish out the regular season. I mean, I don't know how that would work, dude. I mean, like, I, I, I don't think that they could finish the schedule as written, right? I mean, they would have to probably assign the divisions to a location because if they're going to finish the regular season and then they're going to have the playoffs... I mean the the idea that they just start the playoffs with the teams that are in right now that doesn't work dude it doesn't work for many reasons but this is one of the biggest I mean if you look at the the western conference I mean Winnipeg is one of the wild card teams right they're the number 1 with uh 80 points but they've played 71 games behind them is Vancouver has 78 points but they've only played 69 games yep how can you award winnipeg the spot when vancouver didn't get to play the same amount of games you can't do it i mean you've got similar problems in the eastern conference where columbus holds the second spot but the islanders are a point behind them with two games in hand so that don't work (laughs) They have to finish the season. But they couldn't possibly finish the season as scheduled because you can't have teams flying around the region. Right, dude?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, one thing you could do is you could just even <laughs> it up. Even up the stacks of games so everybody at least has the same number of games played. I, I you know, there's gonna be some inequality here. You can say that, oh well. Um, You know, in terms of an interdivision schedule, oh, well, this team didn't have to play Tampa as many times as they normally would have, or this team didn't have to play the St. Louis Blues as many times as they normally would have. And and to that, I say this is almost inevitable. You can't go for an 82 game season at this point because you can't make the teams play every day. It's ridiculous. You can't say, oh, yeah, we're going to straighten up the season. You're going to play one game a day for the next nine days. That's equally, you know, distorting as not having a full season. I think you bring up a really good point. And I think if you're going to have any part of a regular season, and as you pointed out, I think you need to, it would be to solve this exact problem. You have to have an apples-to-apples comparison in terms of points and in terms of points per game. You can't have one team have the benefit of playing three more games than the previous, than another team, and that is the thing that gets them into the playoffs. So if nothing else, that's how you even it up everybody plays maybe one or two more games or maybe one to three or four more games to make sure that everybody's played the same amount and then you have to do playoff seedings based on that and i don't think you award the stanley cup you award something else but you've got it you got to have some sort of a, a quality of opportunity to get into the playoffs. yeah
0: game. dude i mean I, I this is just my opinion but i, I think that you know, I mean, I'm sure you're encountering this at your job. I'm certainly encountering it at mine. I'm sure the listeners are encountering it at theirs. You know, you can't just roll the same ball out and do the same old thing. Like, we are living in, in unprecedented times, right? Like, And I think for the NHL or the NBA or, or MLB or any of these leagues, MLS, any of these leagues that are trying to operate as normal right now or trying to get back to a normal season, that's not realistic to me. Uh, I think there will be an asterisk always next to this season, no matter what happens. So don't do the same thing you always do. Yeah, you, the Regular season is over. It's over. And you know what? It's ha- it, 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 And we don't have to have it mean nothing. Maybe there's some way for it to mean something in the seeding of what could be some sort of round-robin Olympic-style tournament where... All the teams play. Even Butthole Detroit plays. Butthole right? <laughs> Everybody plays. And everybody gets back into the mix. And yeah, could you have some sort of demented situation where you've got the Sharks winning whatever the tournament is? maybe yeah maybe if you know that something weird like that happens but also isn't that an incredible story at the same time yes yeah right and you stack the deck against them you make it so hard that the teams that were had a great regular season you know get some sort of advantage but i don't know what that is and they'd have to figure that part of it out right dude and we can kick around ideas but to try and finish the regular season and then have the regular playoffs in four neutral sites. What are we doing? Let's just do something completely different. Or let's just say, screw it. There's no Stanley Cup. And because the other part of it is, I mean, who's to say that these guys, you know, members of these these teams even want to play? Like some of them may not even want to play. Some of them are in Europe or are in other countries. They're not going to be able to get back.
1: Yep. That's right? true. That's like, true. Like
0: they went home. Like they they're they're not here. They're not going to be able to get back. So this isn't going to be the same. Are you so,
1: are, are are are
0: are you proposing a spelling contest? I'm proposing any sort of way to play any type of live sport. And I mean, I'm listen, dude, I'm saying who wants to play? Players on teams, raise your hand if you want to play. Great. Okay, so um, maybe you know, let's say it's half the half the players are able to play because I'm sure there's going to be situations like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then put two teams together, right? I'm thrown out a crazy idea. Put right. the Sharks and the Golden Knights together oh, God. on the same team ah. and. And and Or you have some sort of mega draft and you have them all in the same cities and you do some sort of fantasy draft with the players who want to play and then you play. Like, I mean, this isn't going to be the Stanley Cup. This isn't going to be the regular business. No one's going to care. Everybody just wants to watch hockey or watch basketball. Even you, Michael Petty, would watch live basketball right now if it was on
1: dude I'm watching the Magnus Invitational which we're not going to talk about in the stream but or, or in this uh in this podcast but um, you're watching chess yes I am I am watching it every day because it's the I mean, only what do you thing think to about watch
0: that? I mean dude I mean d- d- don't you think this is pie in the sky dude
1: the the thing that worries me about that your specific proposal which is because it becomes too much like the all-star game and and if you make it I hesitate to use the word farce but it's almost that right a a gimmick or a goof then i don't want to see another all-star game or a series of all-star games where no one's hitting and no one's trying and i don't know that that's to be. like i
0: i I don't know like if i mean the all-star game those guys are marking it because they don't want to get hurt for the games that matter right if they set up some sort of incentive laden Thing and people, I mean, these guys have pride, like they're gonna want to play. You know, I, I don't know. I think, and we're not just talking about the OVs and the, you know, Crosby's playing in this, you're, you're gonna have freaking Tom Wilson running around in this game. Yeah. You know, what I mean? so it's not like you're just gonna have the all stars who sort of have an unspoken agreement to not hit each other,
1: right? You know, I, I'm open to ideas. I just, I worry that if you stray too far afield from the existing NHL teams, then you're going to get further and further afield from even decent quality hockey because it's going to be weird anyway if you have to have some sort of mini training camp because these players haven't played in eight weeks. Right. Right. It's going to be weird anyway. And if you even... And you've spruced it up to put different players on different teams, then you're really not talking about an NHL contest at this point. You're talking about weird exhibitions, which I'm not necessarily opposed to. But... It, it, that is a little bit further than I would I would prefer to see it go, honestly. But I would like if, to see some I mean, games that honestly matter and the players sure, believe that matter. But
0: I don't know that we're going to be able to get that yeah. because I think you've got, you know, what if, what if Evgeny Malkin went back to Russia? I don't know where he is, but what if he did and what if he can't get back? Yeah, it's true. Well, then that's a giant circle on that team that everybody's going to say, well, this didn't matter because... Malkin wasn't even there, you know what I mean? Or like, and some of these key players who couldn't even get back, or you've got some of these guys who are like, I'm not playing hockey during a pandemic. You're crazy. I'm not playing. I don't care. I don't want to play, you know, which has been the conversation that a lot of MLB players are saying, no, I don't want to be quarantined from my family for four months while we play baseball isolated in arizona or texas or miami like i don't want to do that
1: mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah
0: this wouldn't be any different these guys would be on their own in whatever city this is for if we're looking at the standard nhl playoffs and regular season we're talking eight to ten weeks if you're going on a stanley cup run listen trust me i want it to happen i'm desperate i think we all are for some sort of entertainment, you know, I watched the NFL draft, right? Like, I, I watched it. I I watched the NBA horse thing. I would watch golf right now if it was on. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I, I I did I I did watch horse racing last weekend, dude. This is like
1: we're in the sports equivalent of I'm so hungry I could eat at Arby's. That's where we are. Oh
0: yeah, I give me the give me the Arby's sauce right now. <laughs> I. I just think that there's I hope they figured out. And here's the other wrinkle to this, you know, is is that Batman seems to be floating the idea of doing the draft at the regular time before they even finish the season. So they would be drafting based upon their current standings, which also that doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Like how does that work? Like I mean, what if you what if you are the Columbus Blue Jackets and you are picking 16th and then somehow you run all the way to the Stanley Cup and you got to pick 16th.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. I mean like it just it that doesn't I don't I understand I appreciate that they want to try and keep the schedule as normal as possible.
1: But that doesn't seem to work either. Right. There's so many wrinkles and in- complications associated with this. But I I agree with your generalized idea, which is you got to get creative in a situation like this. This isn't a a time where you try and shoehorn the existing paradigm into the very strangely shaped COVID-19 box. You got to do something different here. I agree with you on that.
0: Absolutely. Like, they all need to figure out how to do this and they need to figure out how to not do it at the same time. Like... Because that would be, you know, we talked about this, I think, last week. That like if the NBA and NHL and MLS soccer and Major League Baseball all start up again at the same time, it's going to be like, you know, sugar rush. Mm-hmm. No one's going to know where to look. I mean, and it's going to be overwhelming for everybody. Uh, I think they have to figure out a way to try and, and, and coordinate this so that It's not overwhelming for probably the same locations that they're looking at for all these things.
1: Yep. Yeah. Dude, let's move on to the Sharks uh, fan survey because this is going to be interesting. I I didn't fill out the survey uh, as it appeared. Um, Okay. I I read the results, but we're going to go over the questions today. We're each going to answer the questions and we're going to talk about the overall results. We'll talk about the overall results of all the fans at the end, but let's answer... The questions now, Um, I'll skip the... There's a couple preliminary questions like how long have you been a fan and stuff like that. I don't know if that's particularly germane to this discussion. But dude, let's, let's start with number one. On a scale of one to five, assuming the season is over, how optimistic are you about the future of this team, dude? Five being optimistic and one being not at all, obviously. Doug looks like you just sat down in
0: a dentist chair. Um, (laughs) uh, this is hard. That's a really hard one, dude. I mean, I'm going to just go, I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say two.
1: Yeah, I have to go two as well. I can't say we're in the middle here. We're below average. I am below average optimistic on this team. It's, uh, they're in last place. You know, it, it doesn't look good. You know, that's,
0: yeah, it doesn't look good. There's, you know, you know, for all the reasons we've talked about major goaltending issues, some contracts that are looking really bad that are going to be around for a long time and no good prospects coming. Yeah, I got a two.
1: Dude, question two on a scale from one to five. How confident are you that Doug Wilson can get the Sharks back to the playoffs next season? I guess we have to assume for the sake of argument that we're going to see something approaching a regular looking NHL season next year. Um, I'm also going to say two. Yeah, me too. I, I, I I would not, if I were given even odds in Vegas that the Sharks are going to make the playoffs this year, I would not take that bet. I agree that maybe the Sharks have played and underperformed this year, but I'm not seeing anything significant on the horizon that's going to change how this team plays so yeah i guess we're on the pessimistic side of the ledger so far dude question three now we're now we're on yes or no questions do you believe doug wilson was correct in signing eric carlson to an eight-year contract extension last june yes or no
0: this is tough because you know um Was he correct? Yeah. Because if he didn't, then essentially... um, I wish he had not done it, but it's tough to say correct because he invested a lot of time and resources in getting the player and then... You know, I remember how we all felt when Brian Campbell just walked away. After, you know, him. You know, we would have felt the same way if Evander Kane just walked away. You know, well, you acquire a player and then they just leave. Was he correct? Oh,
1: God. <laughs> Again, with I, the I don't episode. know, dude. What do you say? I say he was correct in making that deal. Uh, you know, this was not. If you want to make the case that he should not have made the trade, then you can make that case. To me, that's a separate argument. If you have the player and you signed him, or I mean, if you have the player and you made the trade, then the move is you sign him. And that die was cast when the trade was made. And if you make the trade and don't sign the player, then you've screwed up pretty badly. I mean, if you you were that wrong and found out in six weeks that you were that wrong... Then that's yeah. almost a worse error. It was correct to yeah. sign Eric Carlson.
0: Oh, yeah, that doesn't mean he, we're not going to regret
1: he, the contract. No, you're but he you're was right. correct in and signing
0: Eric Carlson in my That's view. exactly the correct thinking. I think it all goes back to what we did what we lost because of signing him the depth, the roster depth that was forfeited because of it. And I think, you know, and we've talked about this before. I don't think Doug Wilson anticipated Joe Pavelski having a You know, essentially a career year in goals, you know, uh, in his free agent season and outpricing himself. I don't think Doug Wilson thought that was going to happen. I think he thought he might be able to get Joe Pavelski for a much more manageable deal and that Pavelski wouldn't be out there signing a $7 million deal, that this wasn't going to cost him the captain because of it. But you're right, the die was cast when he made the trade. And if he had given up all those assets and then let the player walk, we would have been upset about that too. You're correct, dude. Yes, it's correct.
1: Dude, do you agree with the organization's decision to fire Peter DeBoer in December? Yes Yes. or no? You agree? Yes, I do. I
0: do. Yes. I don't think it was his fault, but I think they had to do it. They had to do something. Yes, I agree with the decision.
1: I agree with it too. I, I don't think that Peter DeBoer is a bad coach. I don't think it's impossible that he could be a very effective coach on another team. I think he was a very effective coach with the Sharks. But the way the Sharks are at, it's time to make a change. And, these, and sometimes those kind of culture situations change over time. And even though you have a great coach, it's not the right fit anymore because everybody got sick of each other. And I think that might have been the situation with with Pete DeBoer in December. So, yeah, I agree. That was the right, right call. On a scale of one to five, how would you rate interim head coach Bob Bugner's job performance after he took over? Three, uh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say think, a th- I'm gonna say a th- yeah. I guess he's he's average. Uh, you know, not not yeah, exceptional, I'd but say,
0: not not a disaster. You know, um, I appreciated that he tried something different with Dell Um, I do think they made some strides occasionally in. Playing more as a team, but uh, and then there were some devastating injuries that happened during his tenure. So it's just very his part of the season is very difficult to know what where they may have gone, you know, but or what sort of improvement there may have been. But yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was good, but I wouldn't say it was bad.
1: Let's say three. Do you believe the Sharks should make Bugner the permanent head coach for 2021?
0: This is a yes or no question. Yes or no question. No.
1: I also say no. I think there are other coaches out there. And if Bob Bugner did a massive turnaround, which maybe would not be fair to him, he was put in a difficult situation. I understand that but not everybody gets a 100% fair shake in this world. And he had an opportunity to turn this thing around. Maybe you don't have to make the playoffs. Maybe you don't have to be the number one team in the division. But when you're in last place, um, the the obvious question is, how is this going to be different next season with yeah. basically the same group of players?
0: Um, the, you you the need Sharks to have, have to, a glimmer of hope. You have to have They one. have to, with, with, with a veteran core... That signed for a long term. They, I believe, if they want to try and put the paddles on this dead heart, they have to bring in a veteran experienced coach to try and wake them up. And that's why, you know, you see the Devils interviewing Gerard Gallant over this last week and Doug Wilson sort of standing pat. Like, you know, you hope that they're not gonna miss out on. No, I mean, the dude. I, I mean, I think the 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 coach we both are most interested in is Peter Laviolette. I mean, true. that's the coach that we want. We have no idea what his interest would be in coming here. It might be zero, right? But that's the coach that I would like to see him come to San Jose. And if the Sharks still suck with Laviolette, then. Then they legit suck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah. It, yeah. He, if he may be able to wake him up. And I would like to find out as a fan.
1: Do you believe the sharks should bring back Joe Thornton for the 2021 season? Yes. Do you believe the Sharks should bring back Patrick Marlowe for the twenty twenty one season? No. I agree with both of those statements. I, I, I feel bad. I, I, we'll digress for a moment, but someone asked in an email if, if the Sharks are going to retire Patrick Marlow's number. Do you think that's going to happen?
0: Sharks yes. have never
1: retired a number before.
0: Yes, it should um, absolutely happen. 100%. Both of those guys? Perhaps absolutely. 12 and 19, both.
1: No question. Yeah, I agree with that too. Dude, uh, who is your favorite Sharks player? Now we're, Now we're having some fun. Who is my
0: favorite Sharks player? Um. Wow. Dan Boyle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Can we? Can we still say that? Uh. Uh. My favorite Sharks player. That's funny. That. we're yeah, both kind of I having, mean, like, pro- like, I'm having I'll problems. I'm being honest. Like, I mean, like, I don't. I don't. I love the team. I don't know that there's a player. That I like, I could see soon my favorite sharks player. I like Mario Ferraro a lot. Like I like watching him play. I think he's fun. I like how he plays. Seven, but I I'm not ready to buy a Ferraro. Okay, I know my answer. It's it's Hurdle. Hurdle's my favorite player right now. And and mine,
1: uh, my mine I think is Logan Couture because I appreciate his candor in the in the post game interviews he plays hard he's a he's a sneaky good player he's the leader of this team i you know, I, I like Logan Couture the best you're right. I am not a gaga over any of the players on this current roster. Of course, I'm a huge fan of the team, always will be. And I like all of the players. I don't think... Well, the next question is, who's your least Sharks player? We'll talk about that in a second. But there's very few players on this team that I dislike. Um, but there's not a lot of players that I feel super enthusiastic about. But if I had to pick one, I would pick Logan Couture. Dude, who is your least favorite Sharks player?
0: Marcus Sorensen, the guy is a waste of a roster spot.
1: Marcus Sorensen didn't make the top five in the poll. Interesting. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with a guy that I I think this won't be a surprise to many listeners of the podcast. I am not a fan of Kevin LeBanc. I don't know why exactly. I thought you were
0: going to say Joe Murphy.
1: (laughs) joe murphy joe murphy
0: Ah, close
1: number two no uh kevin lebeg for some reason is there's just something about the way he plays it feels like when you know other than the sharks power play against vegas which obviously he gains a lot of credit for it seems like there's a lot of times we have scoring chances he can't put the biscuit in the basket and that's what we're paying him for so that's the thing okay um dude uh what position should brent burns play
0: That's a stupid question. Yes, correct.
1: Okay, agree or disagree, the Sharks should try and move Brent Burns and or Mark Edward Vlasic in the offseason to free up salary cap space for a forward and or goalie. Correct, yes. You agree. I also agree. Assuming Martin Jones returns next season, what should the Sharks do in goal? The two choices are re-sign Aaron Dell or look for another goaltender via trade or free agency.
0: Look for someone else.
1: Correct. Okay. Um, there there isn't actually there. There is wrong answers for those. On a scale from one to five, how confident are you that Martin Jones can still be a number one goalie? One. One is correct. <laughs> On a scale of one to five, how would you rate the state of the Sharks prospect pool? One. I I might say two because Ryan because Merkley might be a a real player, and yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, he—that's he, one player who has been who has f- failed to get opportunities at every level because he appears to be such a raging issue. Yeah, left off of junior rosters, traded multiple times. It at uh, you know the minor level. I mean, I I it might not be a talent thing, but. You know, if that's your best prospect. Yikes. Dude, on a scale of one to five, how confident
1: are you in the Sharks organization's ability to find future NHL players in the draft? That seems to be a key phrase to me. One. (laughs) It's hard to argue with that. It's hard to argue with that. I you know, Timo Meyer is a first-round draft pick, good player, took a step back, but the Sharks have not exactly Anointed themselves in glory over the last fifteen years of high draft picks. And there's been too many busts, um, and and not enough even decent NHL players. That's the problem. It's w-
0: let's just it's the failed development of guys for multiple reasons. One is that they you know you look at a player like Dylan Gambrell, like. This is a failure. Like this was a second round pick who was supposed to be a useful NHL forward. And he's been bounced around back and forth, back and forth that he's had no consistent opportunity, not at the AHL level and not at the NHL level. So how is this guy supposed to learn and become a player when he doesn't get regular ice time at either level? And he doesn't even, I think the guy's got to be so confused about what's going on because he's up one week down the next. You know that that is it that is a failure. Like I mean you've got to let those guys either play and suck and get better or stay in the HL and learn how to play. And they've done a disservice to a few of these players over the years by having them bouncing back and forth. Like and and they failed to develop them. So
1: shame shame. I guess the question in my mind is is not I, I think that's true and that they bounce back and forth. But it, the question is, was it just wasted, a wasted opportunity? How do we know it was a foregone conclusion that these guys would have developed into NHL players? Maybe they, the Sharks saw their ceiling and they tried to exploit it. And it turns out their ceiling was not good enough to make it a, a standard NHL roster. I, how
0: do we know, how do we know that? I think, you know, but for anyone, like, you know, if, if you're, you know, if I'm doing my job and I'm, Doing up, working on a project or working, doing something, and then I get moved to another project after a week and not completing it, and having to start over with a whole new group of people, and then I get moved back to the. I mean, there's there's got to be continuity and consistency, or how can you be good at what you're doing? Like I think the guy's been asked to do. I'm using him as an, as an example because I really thought that he might develop into an NHL player this year, and maybe he still will. But he was unable to grab a hold of a job. But also, I don't know how much of that was his fault. Like, he's not been given any sort of consistent opportunity. Yeah. Like, when you look at Mario Ferraro, now he was pretty good out of the shoot, but the guy played. He played good or bad. He played, you know, every night. Mm -hmm. And I, I wish they would have done that with some of these other guys instead of having them flip-flopping all around because i just don't know how they can learn and get better
1: dude let's compare our answers to the uh prevailing sharks fan uh feeling we're definitely more pessimistic about the future of the team it seemed like um, almost half the people said three more than half the people said three or above and we said two scale from one to five how confident are you plenty of people put three or four on this which i'm surprised at i've you know best best indicator of future performance is current performance um it was pretty much 50 50 split in terms of signing carlson and pretty much a 50 50 split in terms of agreeing to fire pete DeBoer. i think both of those are very arguable positions and you know i don't think that either one of those unlike some of the later questions have a really correct answer it's just you know maybe uh you know you, you you know the logic behind our arguments um people were a little bit more uh uh happy with Bob Bugner's performance than I think we were. Twenty-seven percent said four, almost fifty percent said three. Um that's a little bit surprising considering the actual standings result from this from this team. And uh it was close enough to fifty fifty that also surprised me that the fans thought that Bugner should become the the head coach. I mean after a decidedly non meteoric rise in the standings Forty seven percent of people thought he should be the permanent head coach. Maybe it's just sort of the devil, you know. I don't know. I I can't explain that. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, I don't, I don't know that. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. The
1: vast majority of people think both Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlow should be brought back. A bigger percentage, obviously, for Joe Thornton. Um, not much to say about that. Uh, current favorite Sharks player, least favorite is is Martin Jones. Uh, A lot of people say that. Um, Who's second? uh, Second is Eric Carlson. (laughs) Yeah. Third, Kevin LeBanc. Fourth, Melker Carlson. And five, Mark Edward Vlasic. That's interesting to me. I don't
0: really...
1: Wow. Melker Carlson? Yeah.
0: What? Melker Carlson? The cruelty. Who were the favorite players?
1: Uh, The favorite players were uh, Tomas Hurdle, number one, uh, almost double the percentage of the next top which is logan couture and joe thornton and then uh sort of a sprinkling of carlson burns uh evander kane and timo meyer after that Mm. um almost a full quarter of the respondents said brent burns should play forward which i think is an indefensible position um and a full 80 percent of respondents said that the sharks should try and move brent burns or velasic to free up salary cap space man Fan base turning on on these players.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a. I mean that the there's no way that either of those things are going to happen. Like, I mean the yeah the deals are so bad, and that no one's going to be looking to take on any money. Like they're stuck with both those guys for next year, and you know, I mean, I think big salaries are not going to be attractive unless you're swapping issues. Yeah, you know, which. I guess is possible, but I think, you know, you're not gonna see a lot of that in the off season whenever the off season is, right? I mean you feel for some of these guys who are gonna be free agents, the Taylor Halls and the Brady Holpies, uh, their big paydays ain't
1: coming. Nope. The most overwhelming response to a yes or no question was should Martin Jones uh, what should the Sharks do in goal? Almost eighty seven percent of people said they should look for another goaltender other than Arendell. <laughs> <laughs> People not excited about Arendell. Um no, I mean
0: and I think Arendell did an admirable job at the end of the year, but he that is not the long-term answer. They need to try something else. And if they can turn one of their players into a a younger goalie, um they should try and do that, you know. Uh, it'll be
1: interesting to see on a scale of one to five how confident are you Martin Jones could be a number one goalie the biggest num- the biggest response was for number two, but the number of people who said number three and number four were both higher than what people said number one Wow, wow. people put num put number f- put said four out of five at a higher percentage than people said one out of five. Wow. Maybe that's just, you know, I, I feel like Martin Jones wants to be a number one goalie. I feel like he's a, a good guy and all of those things. I mean, I'm sure he's a, a great person, but in terms of his result and his performance over the past couple of seasons, I, I don't understand how you can say I am four out of five confident. I am very confident that Martin Jones can still be a number one goalie. I don't know how you Maybe it's it. a
0: pandemic reset, dude. Maybe. Pandemic reset.
1: On a scale of one to five, how would you rate the state of the Sharks prospect pool? Twos and threes for the most part. Uh, basically zero people said five. <laughs> On a scale of one to five, how confident are you in the Sharks organization to find future NHL players in the draft? Three and four both got a third of the vote each. Number one was number one was the least popular answer. With eight percent saying five and twenty percent saying two, that's also surprising. You know, I think maybe you know this this there could be a psychological reason here. It's not it's not particularly calming or fun to think about the fact that this team is not very good and doesn't really have any opportunity or ability to get good. Uh, it's gonna be hard. To, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's gonna be hard to be a fan of a team no, if you are like this I mean, team you know, sucks I mean, and they have no way of getting good. Now I think that if we took this poll again, which maybe we should bookmark this poll and take it again before whenever the next season starts, because I think if you take the poll again and the Sharks trade for one of the two Rangers young goalies and they have. La Violette is the coach, and they were able to bring in, uh, you know, a couple of veteran, you know, bottom six players on cheap deals because that's all that's out there. And now you're looking at this roster and going, gosh, this is not that bad of a roster, right? Like, you look at that, then I would say that it might change our answers a little bit, right? But you can't look ahead at what's unknown. You got to look at what's right in front of you and what's right in front of you. You know, the evidence is uh, at the bottom of the standings and that's what we are. So, dude, way to liven up my quarantine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that that was fun. I I like the survey. It's good to see the results too. I mean, you know, like I said, there's... Only a couple of those questions. I think there's actually something close to a right answer, but uh, I understand. You know, people want to be optimistic about their team. I, there's there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Unfortunately, And I have trouble being optimistic a- about the Sharks right now. Um, I'm maybe more optimistic about Doug Wilson because he has shown a propensity to, to be able to carry off some of these deals, and we've talked maybe too much about. The problems of some of the existing contracts, but I do believe that there may not be a GM in the league that is more able to go and spin some magic and find a way to make a big move if he wants to make a big move. I think there is no more GM who is more adept or capable of doing that than Doug Wilson. Could it be to the Sharks' disadvantage? (laughs) Well, that's possible. When you roll the dice, you take your chances. And I think a lot of people might make the case that that's what they did with uh, Eric Carlson. So. Anyway, dude, it's something fun to think about during the off season. Um, you know, now that no hockey is being played, but uh, at least the podcast goes on.
0: It's true, and you know, with uh, in the next couple of weeks, as we start to learn more about different states reopening and social distancing, uh, the evolution of social distancing in, in different areas. You know, we may have some more concrete news by the time we come back with our next podcast about what. Maybe lying ahead for professional sports, and you know, I really hope that they're able to get creative and figure something out to bring some sort of live sporting event to our homes. I don't even—I'm not talking about going. <laughs> I'm talking about watching it. That's right. right. Yeah, you know, talking about watching it, and um, you know, so a lot of smart people. Hopefully, they're they're thinking outside the box.
1: Well, I'd like to hear your reactions and your uh, reactions to both our answers and the predominant wisdom of the Sharks fan base uh, in terms of this survey. So feel free to tweet at us or send us an email or leave a comment um, on the post on dudesonhockey.com. And we'll find more things or if you you have other things you want us to talk about, Sharks related or maybe even not Sharks related, who knows? Um, Although I am not equipped to deal with the NFL (laughs) draft. Um, we'll be happy to talk about those, dude, and we'll we'll keep doing some shows here, and uh, it's good to see you. It's good to see you're healthy. I'm glad your family's healthy. Mine is, and I'm sure I speak for you when I say I'm, I hope all of our listeners and their families are doing well at this time, and I hope everyone stays healthy.
0: Absolutely, dude. No question, and uh, looking forward to seeing your shining face again, dude. Maybe sometime in person.
1: Someday, dude. Someday. Hopefully someday soon. Talk to you soon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye. Hate the show?
0: Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.